The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. I'm furiously Googling today's date. It's Thursday, October 27th. If you were listening, if you're watching the podcast on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. If you're listening to the podcast, likely Friday, October 28th, this is our best bet show. Two just enthusiastic and happy to be here, human beings, and Pete Prisco and RJ White. How are we doing? Well, we've been waiting for you, so why why would we be enthusiastic? First of all, I logged on early, and we started this podcast on time. Are there any facts to dispute that? Uh, it was close. This this it podcast started at one o'clock. That no one, there's nobody in the comments. They're shocked that it started at one o'clock. Usually, it's like one like one o eight. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get. We're trying to tighten up. Uh, your RJ can't. RJ can't even talk. He's so stunned that you're here on time. <laughs> Yeah, it's. I mean, he's. Uh, we started at one o'clock. There was when the clock turned to one o'clock. We were staring at an empty chair. I'll say that much. That's true. Wow. You know, it's. I'm glad that. Um, oh, I got some exciting news. What's that? I've decided to implement my own new parlay into this show. Why is you that exciting news? It's called the revenge parlay. Oh God, you and the revenge every week. Or at least for this week, and we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm going to put together a package of revenge games. And Pete, you can give me thumbs up or thumbs down, RJ2, on whether it qualifies as legitimate revenge. And if it does, we'll include it in the parlay. If we don't get to three, no parlay. Sound good? Uh, Sound defined? Sound close enough to good? Since, since I love revenge games and how much they mean and guys play so much harder, we'll, we'll, we could try it. We'll try. Well, I know that you hate the revenge angle, so that's why I want to play it up. And then we also have people, I think, like bosses who listen to this podcast who hate the revenge angle too. So I really want to lean into this revenge angle and get my revenge against you for the revenge factor as well as my revenge against unnamed executives. 
We got Tom Coughlin in the uh, the comments here. If you're not five minutes early, you're late. That's it, buddy. Yeah, if I'm on time, I'm, I'm if I'm on time, I'm early. Okay. No kidding. <laughs> uh, week seven. God damn. When you you must be you late f- for every tea time. You yeah, you should you should flip that quote. Typically, if Brinson's five minutes late, he's early. Yeah, that's right. I mean. Yeah, if I'm on time, right. I'm early. That's Do you ever make a tea time on time? Yeah, I, actually, yeah, I, it's, it's usually close, but I make them. That's, that okay. is, that's, one, that's what you should tell me. Is this is a one o'clock tea time? Uh, anyway. It's a week eight best bet show. The NFL has been difficult to figure out, particularly for me. RJ overall 22, 18, and one after a three and three week. Pete 20 and 20. Just like your vision. I'm middling. I'm middling. Just like your vision. Yeah. 2020 oh, no. uh, after a three and three week. In. I'm a I stink this year. I stink. 17, 25, and two. I hope you're fading me. Keep fading. Three and five last week. The revenge parlay is gonna hit there, and that's that's where we're gonna start cooking. Uh, we start, however. In London, the Broncos at the Jaguars. The Broncos have not lost five games in a row since 2017. They're on their third four-game losing streak since the start of 2021, though. And they are two-and-a-half-point dogs in London to the Jaguars, a total of 39-and-a-half. It does seem like Russell Wilson is going to play in this game. Um, Broncos are the lowest-scoring team in the NFL, but also the third-lowest defensive-scoring team in the NFL. More importantly, Pete, if you woke up on an airplane and Russell Wilson was doing knee highs down the middle him. of the plane on an international I, flight, what would you do? Trip him. Trip him. I'm serious. I want, I, mean, your airplane, I want your airplane takes on this. I'm going to grab my well, I was just going to get up and do high knees in the middle of the show. I don't want to know what you think about that. I mean, my God. Does it get any dumber? I mean, seriously. He's the corniest player in the history of this league. He's a, everything he does is full cheese. And you got people on that plane trying to sleep. You got people on that plane probably relaxing. You have other people on that plane probably playing some cards. And you got Russell Wilson running high knees up and down the, the aisle. Give me a break. Everything he every there's not a single player on that plane that looked over and said, Look how dedicated Russell is. And oh, by the way, it was leaked out. So people wanted it out to make it look like he was such a great teammate. I, I hated it. Um, I think this their offense stinks. I think Jacksonville's defense has been okay, not good enough. But I think this is an opportunity for Jacksonville. They know the lay of the land over there. I think they have an advantage. I'm going to take Jacksonville minus the two and a half. Uh, I don't love it, but I would take Jacksonville. And, and by the way, Doug Peterson, fourth and one, you're up four. Kick the damn field goal, buddy. So are you considering these Lennon games semi-home games now for the Jaguars, is what you're saying? They're just used to it more. I don't know if it's – I mean, it's eight one game. now. Is that right? That's a lot. Yeah, they, 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 and and they're used to it. They've adjusted. They go out on Thursday now. They used to go out early in the week. The Broncos went early in the week. They've been out there all week. Mm-hmm. At the Harrow School, I think when I saw that, I was like, "Is that from a Harry Potter?" Like that doesn't sound that doesn't sound like a real place. Um, but I like the De- Denver on a teaser here at plus eight and a half. I don't know if there's any hope for the Denver offense with how how they look, no matter who's quarterback. But the Denver defense, number one in yards per play and pass yards per play, and number one in the red zone, too. The Jacksonville's offense was good statistically last week, but they're just not consistently scoring points. And this seems like the type of defense where they'll have trouble scoring points here. So I like, in a low total game, teasing it up to eight and a half and having all those points to play with. Um, so yeah, so yeah, if, if Russ is back and it seems like he'll play in this game, I just don't think they're that far back on a neutral field from Jacksonville. So I like, I would probably lean Denver on the normal number, but definitely a teaser for me up to eight and a half. Uh, you know what? I'm, I don't really have a, like, I, 
I don't, I don't know what to do with the Broncos. I mean, they, I don't know what to do with the Jaguars either. I keep taking Jacksonville. They just keep burning me. Um, I do think that Jacksonville is, if we're looking at teams that are probably better than their record shows, I think Jacksonville is one of those. I, I don't, I mean, I still don't trust Nathaniel Hackett. I don't trust Russell Wilson. This knee high thing, like with his teammates can't, like his teammates can't, I mean, at some point, aren't you just like, dude, like, yes, like you're being a cornball, yes. like just stop. And just, That's what he is. Like the Broncos country, let's ride stuff. Like nobody, I mean, nobody had to stop doing it because it was so weird. And you know, like I, I don't know, I like I just picture him like like buzzing the stewardess over and over again to like rat out Jerry Judy for not wearing a seatbelt in aisle fifteen or something like that. You know, next time you're on a commercial flight, get up and try and start doing high knees up and down the aisle and see how well that goes. Did you get tackled by an air marshal in thirty <laughs> seconds? You're right. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm like taking a principal stand on the Jaguars because I think they owe me, which is like this is totally stupid. I get it. Um, I'm gonna take Jacksonville as the best bet. I'm, I will 100% regret this by uh, uh, 10:15 on Sunday morning. I think the experience in London helps. Uh, by the way, this game, um, just as an FYI for people who are planning to watch it on Sunday morning, ESPN Plus only. First time that's ever uh, happened in actually the history of the NFL. So if you want to watch it. Just don't, you know, be prepared to, if you wake up and you're planning to throw it on, you're going to have to either have a login or uh, get it from Pete. Next game, the Dolphins, minus three and a half at the Lions, over under 51. Um, Fun fact for this game, the Dolphins have not beaten the Lions since 2006, which seems impossible given how bad the Lions have been uh, over the last few years. I think this would be a pretty heavy DFS game in terms of ownership with the Lions' bad defense and that Miami explosive offense. Jared Goff, no touchdowns his last two games, but maybe get DeAndre Swift and uh, Amron St. Brown back. Aiden Hutchinson making a very good case for Defensive Rookie of the Year with his performance uh, sort of flying under the radar with how well Sauce Gardner's playing. Pete, you see a shootout happening here? I do. I think this is a track meet. I think Miami's going to be outstanding on that fast track. Uh, you know, why Miami got away from the passing game against the Steelers was mystifying to me. They decided they wanted to run the ball, which was stupid. Um, and they could have thrown it and they were all day early in that game and put up, got up to a big lead. I think they do that here. I think Detroit's defense played better last week, but they're still not good. Uh, I'm leaning to the over. I think the, the Lions will score as well, so I'm going to take the over as one of my best bets, over 51 and a half. You will never convince me that Mike McDaniel did not have the plus seven last week with that fourth three call. <laughs> he, he is definitely trying to cover the number there on that. Um, I like Miami. I had Miami as a best bet, minus, minus seven. That's why I'm salty last week. Uh, I still have him as a best bet, minus three and a half here at the Lions. I think this line should be five. They seemed in, en route to blowing out Pittsburgh, but they played that second half like they were up 60 instead of six, and they had so such a big buffer. They didn't really care about winning the game. And, uh, you know, if it would have came back to bite them, they would have deserved that. Their offense is still sixth in yards per play and fourth in pass yards per play up against the last place defense. I think they're going to throw all over them and get a lot of points there. Detroit actually played incredibly even against Dallas in the, in the box score everywhere but turnovers. They lost the turnover game five to one, and that's what did them in in the end. Most of those turnovers were at the their last four or five drives. Uh, Miami got the Miami's defense got three turnovers against Pittsburgh. They've largely had trouble generating them this year, which I think they've typically been better at getting turnovers, even if their defense as a whole hasn't been that good. So be interesting to see if they can do that here, what Dallas did to Detroit in last week. If Miami doesn't get the turnovers, I think it has to go over. Um, and, and this is a much easier matchup for Detroit offensively after getting New England and Dallas. So I like your overcall. I just like Miami minus three and a half as a best bet because I just think they're the much better team here. Mm. 
Uh, I'm going to toss the, and you see that the line there on Caesars, uh, Dolphins minus three and a half is minus 115. So that could get up to four, uh, potentially wouldn't be that, yeah, wouldn't be that shocking. The, the Lions are, are a great football team. I think though that they will have a try hard, a major try hard situation here for Dan Campbell, who looks like he's really getting beaten down. He got a vote of confidence this week. Jared Goff did too. I think it's, that's not great. So you really like, you're going to need to get some rah-rah Dan Campbell stuff here to, to get hyped up for this game. And we have our first. Is it? Is, right. it? is it? That's yeah. First. It's the first one on the list. Dan Campbell revenge game. Because he was an interim coach. I'm asking you if it qualifies. I'm not saying no. it's revenge. You can say yes. I or don't no. think any of them qualify. No, no. You have to but like. This one certainly does not qualify. Okay. So we're going to take the Lions money line out of the possible <laughs> revenge game for like, I love this. Um, means we're only down to like seven or eight possibilities now. Uh, so the Lions does not qualify as revenge, even though Dean Campbell was an interim coach for the Dolphins. I- I'm going to put the Lions in a teaser here. Yeah, as bad as they've been the last few weeks, um, they are still capable. If they get Swift and, and Brown back, that offense is capable of not. I don't know if they'll keep pace with Miami. I do like the over. I, I think there, I think there'll be enough back and forth, or, and or the Lions can storm through the back door. If they get Swift and Brown back, if they don't, I don't love the teaser. I mean, I got to take it now, so I don't really have a choice. Uh, but hopefully, both those guys come back, and that teaser looks good. Um, I agree. There's probably a shootout. Thought about the over. I was worried if I took the over, it would be the fourth straight week that Pete and I were square on the most obvious over on the slate. So I passed on it, and yeah, turns out that was probably they've cost us. Yes, they have. Steelers. At the Eagles, Eagles minus 11 over under 43. The Eagles are 9-0 and against the Steelers in home games in the Super Bowl era. They have only allowed 13 plays of 20-plus yards this season, fewest in the NFL. They are first in rush touchdowns. Hurts is second in the NFL in rush touchdowns for anyone. Uh, Eagles also sixth in rush yards per game and first in rush attempts per game. Steelers ninth in rush defense DVOA. And there's a chance that T.J. Watt could be back for this game, which would make it a little more interesting. Um, Pete, for 20 Brinson Bucks, can you name the, the – what was the name of the 1943 Eagles and Steelers combination team? Steagles. That's right. You get you have 20 Brinson Bucks now. Congratulations. Yeah. You're going to get them in 2027, just FYI. Yeah. When, when, I co- when I covered that team <laughs> – <laughs> Um, look, this game to me sets up perfectly for the Eagles. You come off a bye against a team that's out on the road, basically, on a short week. Come on, give me a break. Every advantage in the world is to the Eagles. It's hard to prepare for them anytime, but particularly in this scenario. So I, I don't like laying the big number, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to lay the 11 with the Eagles. Yeah, it's a big number. I would lean that way too. Pittsburgh also struggles against the pass. You were talking about their rush and the rush numbers in this matchup. Philly's offense third in pass yards per play. Um, I think this could be a rerun of P- Pittsburgh's Buffalo loss, uh, where they're just dominated up and down the field because Philly is that good, and now they got their pass rush better. Pittsburgh's offense last in yards per play. I don't know how they're going to move the ball against a rested elite Philly defense. My power ratings say it should be a little higher, you know, like a, a 12 and a half, 13 line. So I think this is giving Pittsburgh a little bit too much respect here. My lean would be to Philly, but it is a big number. I'm going to take the under on this one. You know, you just don't, I, I think the Eagles are, if they can get a lead, they're more than willing to to squat on it and sort of burn clock, especially in the second half. We've seen that where they just you know don't score points in the was it like week four they scored their scored their first points in the fourth quarter. Um, and you know, we mentioned with that 
good run defense for the Steelers. Maybe it takes them a little bit longer to get going in that run game. Um, don't think they'll be too aggressive in trying to attack via the pass. So maybe a sort of a, a, a blue collar heavyweight battle here. I like the under 43. Patriots minus two and a half at the Jets. Over under 40 and a half. The Patriots have won 12 straight games against the Jets. December 2nd, 2001 is the last time these two teams played where the Jets had a better record than the Pats. Um, I'm going to take the Patriots as actually, wait, first I got to ask, does this qualify for revenge? For Belichick and the Jets. He hates the Jets. No, it's not revenge. What? But you it's just said they revenge. win every single game. What is he getting? Yeah, okay. if it was, if it was, come on. It can't be revenge. It's been how many years has it been? Give me a break. No. And he just he, he likes beating the Jets. You're, you're grasping for revenge games. This is so weak. I'm so disappointed, y'all. I thought this is a lock for revenge. No. Do you think Belichick going to hold a grudge against the Jets? It's a revenge for the Jets. They haven't won. They haven't actually beaten New England in regulation since the 2010 playoffs. Their two yes. wins since then have been in overtime. So they just can't. They're like 0-20 and three in in regular season. And why would he hold 20. a grudge against them? They should hold a grudge against him. You guys are lame. Fine. Then he then they they named him the head coach and he bailed on him. Yeah, the cocktail napkin. A, I resign as head coach of NY Jets. Why he have a grudge against them. He just hates the Jets. Yeah. Well, he took the job and then he backed out. They should oh. hate him. Okay. Uh, and all right, and fine. So, I, you got I, the I, Patriots. I, you still have the Patriots as your best bet, right? Yeah. Hell yeah, I have the Patriots as a best bet. They just got embarrassed on Monday night against the by the Bears at home, and they're now they're playing the team that Belichick likes to beat the crap out of. I love the Patriots minus two and a half. I think they roll here. Um, I'm curious, Pete, what you think? One about the quarterback situation uh, in in New England, and uh, two how this game plays out. Well, look. Mac Jones is the quarterback, and he should be the quarterback. The other guy's a backup. That's what he is. They got to find out what they have in Mac Jones. They, he, a year ago, this time they were talking about him the next Tom Brady. He fizzled out a little bit at the end of last year, but you got to find out what he is. So play him. They've made the right decision on that call. This line looks funky to me. Uh, I just think that the, after watching New England the other day, they have so many issues. The Jets are banged up. That's my main concern. You know, losing Brees Hall, losing Vera Tucker, those are big hits for them. But I'm still going to take the Jets in the game. I don't love the game, and I know RJ's playing it a different way, and I probably would agree with you on the way you are playing it, RJ. Yeah, I have the Jets as the second leg of the teaser at plus eight and a half, move it up to eight and a half. If I knew Brinson was going to be so high on the Patriots, I would have made the Jets a best bet on, on the two and a half also. <laughs> probably going to go locked in on Sportsline after we get off this call. <laughs> but um, the, the Jets defense. No, I've got a revenge game against RJ. Yeah, yeah you do. Revenge. Belichick needs revenge on the Jets. Hey, okay, it's not, okay, when I say revenge, I should clarify. Like, I don't. It doesn't necessarily mean like I've got to get revenge on you. It's like a, you know, it's like a spite game. How about a spite game? Is that better? How about uh, this is the team you have to beat if you're the Jets because you can't beat them ever. And this is the, the 27 times circled game because that's the, that's the matchups they haven't won regulation in 27 times. This Jets defense is turning into an elite unit. I think they could cause problems for this New England offense, especially that doesn't look great passing the ball that, that we're having issues against Chicago of all teams. That Jets offense lost key pieces, Brees Hall, Elijah Vera, Tucker. So maybe the Belichick defense shows up and destroys Zach Wilson. But I expected that last week against Justin Fields, and they didn't show up. So that defense has been inconsistent to me. If the Jets stay in the mix, it's because the run game is succeeding, shortening the game. That's what we said about the Bears, and they were able to do it. So if the Jets look at the game film there and they figure out what the Bears did right, I think that they can come in and win this game. Um, so Because we knew Chicago's rush offense could be a problem for New England's defense. Um, but I didn't know they look awful there. So 
I think the Jets can come in and win this game. I think they're desperate to win this game. I think if anybody wants revenge in this matchup, it's the Jets for how much they get beat down by the Patriots in the last 10, 15 years. And, um, but I think teasing, it's the way to go. Put it up to eight and a half. Yeah, the revenge would be the Jets. Not it's, the it's, way, it's, yeah. Spite is about fine. Spite, not revenge. Like revenge is like a, is a, is, is an incorrect broad term for what I'm looking for here. It's a spite game. Spite slash revenge. Yeah, that, we can't give it to you. Okay. All right. Well, I, I got I got four or five more. We're going to get a parlay in here. I'll tell you what. Not going to be easy, but I think I got three more, so they all need to hit. Otherwise, this, this little this little gambit I had, this idea for this revenge parlay is out the window in week one. Let's take a break, and when we come back, this is another revenge game. After the break, next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Raiders minus one and a half at the Saints. Over under 49 and a half. The Raiders are 0-3 on the road this year. It's still favored. Third in total points. DFL in sacks tied with the Lions there. Only nine this season. Uh, Josh Jacobs became the third, just the third player since 2010 to have three straight 140-yard rushing games, along with Derrick Henry 2019 and Adrian Peterson in 2012. A fourth straight would put him in really rare territory, joining just Earl Campbell and Otis Armstrong. The Raiders once employed Dennis Allen, the New Orleans Saints head coach, and they fired him. Revenge. This qualifies revenge. Is that this is you can if if you believe in such things, this one qualifies for it. Let's if go. You believe it, if you believe in the stupidity of it, this one qualifies for it. Let's go. We got one on the books. All right. Saints. All right. Money line is our first. <laughs> this, this, this is not going to happen. But anyway, go ahead. What do you think about this game, Pete? I'm taking the Saints plus the points in a teaser. Uh, uh, look, I, I still I like the Saints, but I love them in the teaser. You give me seven and a half. I, I do eventually think that their defense has to show up at some point. There's too they have too many good players on that defense not for it to show up. And Dennis Allen's supposed to be a defensive coach. I thought they'd be dominant. They haven't been. Uh, but I think this is a great spot for them, and uh, they're well rested. They played on the Thursday night, so I'll take the Saints as part of my teaser, and I'll tell you who the other side is down the road. I would also lean to the Saints uh, because of the revenge angle. It has to be revenge. Andy Dalton versus uh, Josh McDaniels, I guess. Um, Alvin Kamara versus, uh, I don't know, picks up Max Crosby. Raiders uh, fired Dennis Allen. Like, you get fired by – If on. you believe in that stuff, then yeah, but I don't believe in it. But I'm not, it qualifies saying, as a revenge game. No one has to believe in it. I'm just right. saying for the parameters you believe in you it. understand. You've always believed in it. I believe in it. I'm not saying y'all do. I'm saying it qualifies is all I'm saying. 
But the pick I really like in this game is uh, the over 49 and a half. I think these offenses are going to get revenge on these two defenses. Huge move off the look ahead in the actual line. Vegas beat up on awful Houston with two weeks to prepare. So I don't know that I agree with a huge line move. So that's why I think value might be on the Saints coming off a mini buy, hopefully healthier for this game. They weren't as bad as the, the score board suggested. They have those two pick sixes, which, you know, maybe you expect if Jameis Winston's your quarterback, but I don't think Andy Dalton's going to do that every single game. Uh, New Orleans offense putting up points. They just need to avoid those type of bad turnovers. And the Vegas defense is next to last in turnovers. So I expect New Orleans to keep scoring here. I think the Vegas offense is on a roll and the, the Saints defense keep waiting for it to come around. I know Pete has made picks in the, in the well, I think week four, week five, expecting that would be the week. It just hasn't happened yet. So I think he's going for a shootout here. 49 and a half seems too low to me. I like the over. Yeah, I, for me, um, when I wrote this up in my picks column, a, a lot of it kind of boiled down to what is the status of Marshawn Lattimore? Because I think that makes a huge difference with Devontae Adams in there. The Saints are banged up. I mean, the, the Raiders have a ton of people on uh, the injury report as well. Uh, but the Saints have Michael Thomas, who didn't practice Wednesday, Jarvis Landry, uh, and Marshawn Lattimore. Like, those guys are huge for them. And this, this team, this offense isn't the same. And that defense isn't going to be the same against a guy like Adams, who could be an alpha receiver, if they don't have Lattimore there. So I think, watch that. If, if Lattimore are out, if Lattimore is out, I agree with RJ. The, the over is a pretty good look. I, I lean towards the Saints, but don't have a uh, best bet on this game. Would be a little nervous about my revenge play with no Lattimore. Why, why do you think the offense isn't the same? I mean, these guys are hurt every week, and they keep scoring a ton of points. Right. Oh, I'm not saying the offense is necessarily like that much worse without Thomas. And like they keep on showing up. I mean, I think it was the the UK game where they scored a ton of points, and it was like they were down there, number one quarterback, number one running back, number one receiver, and pointing that out. And the key guys keep getting hurt. And they just they start throwing touchdowns to Rashid Shaheed and, and guys you never heard of before. So I mean, it's just to me, I think they're just going to score points no matter what at this point. Yeah, I mean, the last four games, they've I mean, what seventy six against the Cards on that Thursday night game, fifty six against the fifty six total with the Bengals. 71 uh, against the Seahawks and uh, 50 some against the Vikings. So, yeah, maybe, maybe it's just a shootout. But Andy Dalton's a huge upgrade over James Winston, that's for sure. Um, all right, don't, don't care about the offensive injuries, but I do think Lattimore matters on the defensive side of the ball. Car, oh, excuse me. Um, Bears at the Cowboys. Cowboys minus nine and a half over under 40. 2.5. The Bears are running the ball 59.8% of the time, number one in the NFL, and they're the only team in the league with three 300-plus yard rushers, Montgomery, Fields, Khalil Herbert, Pete, looking like no Zeke Elliott in this game, potentially. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Is this the long-awaited Tony Pollard breakout? Well, I don't know if he's, if this is a mush or not, but I know somebody made him the start of the week once Zeke Elliott oh, got rolled out. That's a layup, though. He shouldn't be allowed to put him in there in that spot. But that's a whole other story. Uh, I like the Cowboys in this game. I think it's a bad spot for the Bears. They're a young team coming off what they think it was a big win on a short week. They put a lot into that game. Uh, I think their offensive line will be overmatched against the Cowboys front. So I usually – and I think Dak Prescott will play better here. Bears have improved on defense, but I think Prescott plays better. I'm going to lay the nine and a half. I usually don't love laying nine points, but I'm going to make the Cowboys the best bet. Yeah, the Dallas defensive front versus the Chicago O-line is completely unfair, and and they should put a uh, an R rating on this game, or at least a PG-13, because it's going to get ugly. Dak didn't look in top form last week, and Dallas needed those turnovers to cover that we talked about with Jared Goff. Um, I think we, we should get some short fields if the Chicago offensive line doesn't hold up, um, you know, and giving up sacks and fumbles and, and turnovers. It's a huge line. I agree Dallas can cover it with Chicago on the short week, and it's a back-to-back travel spot for Chicago. 
Um, I don't know that they can pull the surprise that they pulled on New England twice in a row because now that stuff is on tape. So I would lean Dallas minus nine and a half, especially since the number came down from double digits through the 10. Yeah, I, uh, the Cowboys are my second team. I'm putting in that teaser with the Lions. So I get them down to two and a half. Or do I get them down to three, three and, and a half? half. Three and That's a half. Fine. I'll take them three and a half. I, I think it's a bad spot for the Bears. Huge emotional win over the Patriots. You go into New England and you you um, that's the first ever win in New England for the for the Bears and and you do it with Fields looking good, totally different ball game with with Michael Parsons and crew. Uh, Dan Quinn will have stuff cooked up to take care of that. So no three and a half, not a great teaser number. Don't care. Uh, I'll take the Cowboys and the Lions in that teaser. And again, just a bad spot for the Bears. If, you know, obviously if you can get it under three, that's a little bit better. But whatever. Carlos and the Vikings. Vikings minus three and a half over under 49. The Cardinals are 10 and two on the road since the start of 2021. Best record in the NFL. Vikings three and oh at home this year. Cardinals coming off the highest scoring game of the Cliff Kyler era with DeAndre Hopkins back. Now, the question is, Pete, is this a Patrick Peterson revenge game? Yes. Yes. We'll give it to you, but it, it doesn't matter. Not going to play any harder. He plays hard all the time anyways, but it is. We'll give it to you. Um, I like the Vikings in this spot. I, I think they're being a little undervalued by a lot of people in this league. They haven't looked great, but they're just starting to kind of round in the form on defense, and we know they can score on offense. Arizona, you mentioned all those points they scored, but they had two pick sixes. They're still not clicking on offense. Uh, I think this is a great opportunity for Vikings. I'll take Minnesota minus the three and a half. And the pass, pass offense was all Hopkins as they just tra- traded out Marquise Brown for, for Hopkins. And I don't think Ertz was in, as involved last week. Um, so if that's going to be how one-dimensional your pass game is, I think Minnesota can come out here and do some things. Even though Minnesota's defense doesn't rank great great in pass yards per play, 32nd in the league, but so does Arizona's offense, even with that that explosion last week. Um, but Minnesota's defense, even with that, that terrible yards per play rating, they're not giving up a lot of points. They know how to keep teams out of the end zone. Um, so I like them too. Uh, Arizona's offense outplayed by beat up New Orleans offense last week. Kept talk about the Saints offense again. Uh, but those two pick sixes swung the balance. And I think the Minnesota offense with two weeks to prepare should roll all over an Arizona defense. I don't think is very good. The look ahead was Minnesota minus six. I think that number was correct. I think the number is what Pete is saying is thinking that Minnesota is overvalued and, and they're they're basically underrating them. I don't think Arizona's proved their two and a half points better after that, that win last week um, to move this line down to three and a half. So great value on Minnesota here. That's why I have it as a best bet too. Oh, did uh, I believe I have it as the best bet as well. Or did, was that incorrectly placed? No, you do. I did. I yeah. saw it. We all do. Yeah, Kiss we all got Minnesota. Okay. I mean, I, I I agree with it. Like RJ said, the look at was six. The Vikings are being the Vikings aren't being treated in, in the same vein as like other NFC contenders. And this is a good team. It's well coached. I don't team. think they're gonna their best football hasn't been played yet, by the way. Yeah, I mean, they're a, like they I mean they haven't been necessarily dominant, I guess, but I mean they're they were just so much better on offense than they were under the Zimmer era. And I like Mike Zimmer, but I mean, you know, this, they're not waiting until they're involved in these shootouts to, to try and, to try and score points. Um, you know, they don't profile as like necessarily an elite team uh, by, by DVOA, I don't believe uh, 14th on offense, 24th on defense. But like you said, a team that could get better and they already stacked the wins early in the season. I got the Vikings as the best bet and have the Vikings money line in the revenge parlay. Yes. As uh, Simmons Stem points out in the, in the chat, all three of us liking the Vikings, maybe the kiss of death, but so be it. The 
Commanders at the Colts. Colts minus three, over under 39 and a half. Look, anytime you get Sam Ellinger and Taylor Heineke in the same on the same field at the same time, you throw the stats out and you just you just say, like, you know, just sit back and enjoy watching two guys who are truly elite at their profession uh play some football. Unfortunately, did miss the Carson Wentz revenge angle here. That was an obvious one, Pete. But uh I'm, I am curious what you think about Matt Ryan being benched and and sort of what like what you think went into that, what the reasoning was, and 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 whether the Colts are doing him dirty or not. A, the owner wanted it. That's why it happened. B, uh, was he at fault for everything that happened? Absolutely not. Uh, C, any quarterback that can play behind that offensive line deserves to win a, a, a medal. They're terrible up front, and they've been that way all year long. Now, Ellinger can move around a little bit, so that's probably why they're thinking about that. They also don't want to pay Matt Ryan if he gets hurt. That's another reason, but uh, I, I'm not taking the Colts with Sam Ellinger in his first game. I'm just not. I'm taking the other side. Um, I thought Washington was better last week. Now, Green Bay's offense stinks, but they were better on defense. I think that'll show up here. And what if the Colts showed anybody that they should be laying three points at home right now with that bad offensive line? They can't block. If you can't block, you're not good. They're not. They're going to have problems. I, I, I like Washington plus the points. That's one of my yeah. best bets. And there begins the defense I can get pressure to that Washington line. I don't see Indy scoring much in this game. Both defenses actually coming off excellent games, um, especially if you take out the fact that Derrick Henry is not going to play in this game, which was what Indy had to deal with last week. But um, I think this could be a defensive struggle here. The total kind of says as much at 39 and a half. Maybe, as you said, Ellinger can run around and keep Indy in the game, but you need to see it first. I don't know how you lay three points with him in his first action ever. Um, so I think Heineke is the way to go. Experienced enough, the experienced quarterback in this game to lead the offense. I like the revenge angle for Washington. Washington revenge on Indy for trading them Carson Wentz. Like, why would you do that? <laughs> can we can I throw that in there? there? Can I throw it in there? I think I like that. Yeah, sure. Go for it. So right, I, right, I would lean Washington, Washington plus Washington, three. Right, here we go. Washington, we get the Carson Wentz revenge angle after all. That's all I got. I, I, it's a lean right now, but I would lean to Washington. Yeah, I mean, I don't see – I don't understand how, like, Sam Ellinger is a three-point favorite in his first – I mean, he's never thrown an NFL pass. And I know Washington's not good, but man, all alive. Like, they should not be getting three points in this spot. Washington's won two in a row. <laughs> I kind of think they should be favored in this spot, but maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, um, you can't make Washington road favorite. Catching three yeah. points, though. Yeah, that's a lot of points for that game. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're adding Washington. So we got, we, got th- we got a parlay. We got an official parlay. Thank goodness I didn't have to use my last one because I didn't think you were going to approve it. What was the last one? We'll get to it. Uh, we'll get to it in a second. Here. Yeah. Uh, I'll see if, you, see if you can guess it when it, when it happens. Um, currently, Saints money line, Vikings money line, Commanders money line. That is the revenge parlay. Wentz deal added to that. All right. Um, Titans, speaking of weird lines. Titans minus Titans minus two at the Texans over under 45, 40 and a half. Derek, the Titans are dead last. The Texans, excuse me, are dead last in rushing yards allowed. And Derek Henry's starting to heat up. He crushes this team. Uh, can you explain this spread to me, Pete? Because I think it should be much higher. This is uh, one of the all-time sucker lines of all time, and and it just looks weird. But I, I my lean is to the Texans. I'm taking them in a teaser, getting the eight and a half. Uh, because then to go with the Saints on the other side of it, because I just don't think the Titans, A, I don't think the Titans are that good. Uh, and B, I just, this line looks so funky. I, I, you know, when you thought it came out, what was the look ahead line, RJ? Four? I believe it was four. Oh, let me look. 
three and a half I have done, actually. And Davis Mills is playing a little bit better. He's getting better. His numbers aren't awful anymore. And so I'm going to take the Texans plus the points here in my second part of my teaser. In an open on the other side of 3-2, and it's steamed down because I think the uh, general consensus was that Tannehill wouldn't play, and they were worried about his health. And you, when you get Malik Willis in there, you know, we've seen a little bit of him in action. I just think people know that he's not ready. So on the road, there's the sense of you want to be on the Texans. So I think at one point this line would have gotten all the way down to one. And then when Tannehill didn't get rolled out and that didn't come to pass, and now it's maybe he's trending toward playing, you've seen some buyback on the Titans. That one wasn't the right line, so now it goes up to two, then it goes up to two and a half. Will I get on the other side of three? I don't know. If Tannehill was healthy, this line should be a lot higher. I think I have it at four and a half. So if I'm confident in his health leading into Sunday, I'm going to want to play Tennessee. Right now, I don't think you can trust either of these teams. I don't want to be on Houston at all, ever. So um, so I, I'm going to stay away, but my lean is going to be the, t- the Titans for now. Uh, Tannehill DNP on Wednesday, which would be expected. I wouldn't expect he practices on Thursday either. No. Obviously, monitor that. Um, it's a good point. You know, if Malik Willis is playing, I still think the Titans can win with Willis in there, but Derrick Henry's going to have to go absolutely ham. He's going to be like 25% in DFS uh, this week because of the matchup and because of his recent performances. I, I'll take the Titans as the best bet and just gamble that Tannehill is going to play. Um, and also with the, the backing of the, the Derrick Henry, just, I mean, like, I think I can end up getting pretty good value on this, especially if Henry uh, goes nuts. Henry over rushing yards props, probably a pretty good look, too. All right, some rapid-fire-ish picks. So we de- endeavor to make this a 45-minute podcast. Panthers are the Falcons. Falcons minus 4.5, over under 41. Peach, Pete, how, much, how many Brinson Bucks would I need to give you to watch this game? None. I'll watch it. They'll have them all on. Hey, by the way, um, if the if if the Panthers win and the Saints and Bucks lose, the Panthers are in first place. That's disgusting. They're repulsive. Christian McCaffrey was the issue. Right. Remember, they, they ran the ball well last week without him. I Against mean, a really good rush no, defense. They had no problem. I think the Falcons get home and get back on track. They got ambushed last week, and, and we kind of saw that coming. Uh, we thought it would be a high-scoring game, and I think they're going to – get back on track and find a way to win this game. I just, PJ Walker had his moment. I don't think he's good enough. I'll take uh, Atlanta in this one minus points. Yeah. The lines come down Atlanta at minus four and a half, I think is the lean. I love fading Carolina off a surprise win. They can't look as good as last week, but the Atlanta defense is awful. So if you believe in Carolina's offense at all over is the way to look a very low number at 41 for a team, for a defense that is not playing well in Atlanta. My best bet is to the over 41. Mm. Um, I got nothing, no best bet here. I do think it's notable that the Falcons are running on first down 72.2% of the time, which is the second highest rate since 2000, only the 2009 Jets higher running the ball on first down. So uh, look at that. And PJ Walker, by the way, uh, getting DJ more and more involved. Um, three and one as a starter. Do you have something there, RJ? Well, I was going to say, like, you're talking about running the ball. They, they That shortens the game. There's less possessions in the game, and yet you're still seeing a lot of points in Falcons games, even with that, that go over, over 41 all the time. So just because they're shortening the game and having limited possessions doesn't mean this game's going to be in the 30s. That, that, the running thing was not a knock on your over, by the way. I was just, right. Yeah, yeah, um, that just, when you compare the points they're allowing per drive with the points they've allowed overall, it's it's a big disparity because there's not as many drives in Falcons games, but I don't think it matters. Well, they got, they got so one really good defensive player, and the rest of them are just, ugh. Mm-hmm. Grady Jarrett's great. The rest of them are. I mean, they were down 21. And, no and, Mar- and Marcus Mariota attempted 13 passes. Like, yeah, it's crazy. All right. Giants at Seahawks. 
Giants are 4-0 and and trailing after the third quarter of the season. Best of the NFL. Seahawks minus three, over under 44 and a half. Uh, by the way, the Giants and the Bills, only two teams not to allow 24-plus points this year. Daniel Jones rushed for 100 yards last week. Pete, for 100 Brinson Bucks, can you name the last Giants quarterback before Daniel Jones to rush for 100 yards in a game? It was 1940s. If you get this, I will. I, I, no, I, I, I forget know his you name. Check. It wasn't Charlie Trippy, but it was in the 1940s, though. Uh, right? Am I right? Is, 40, 45, 46, something like that? It was, it was earlier than that. Was it? What was it? Ed Donowski. Ed Donowski. Uh, by the way, Ed Donowski, two-time NFL champion. Two-time first-team All-Pro. I, I, go look that up, though, because I would venture a guess that it was a single wing and he was a running quarterback who – masqueraded as a quarter. He, he led the back. league in passing yards in 1935 and touched in passing touchdowns. Fun fact, his, uh, is it his, it's gotta be his grand, it's gotta be his grandson is that head coach of uh, Duke lacrosse. Wait, or is it his son? No, it's, it's, his his son. it's his son. John Donowski is the Duke university head lacrosse coach. He took over after the whole thing uh, and has actually won three national titles with Duke lacrosse team. Well, he didn't run for a hundred yards like pop. Yeah, three national titles. You know, that's the amazing thing is is because, like, you would think, like, Fran Targington back in the day would have rushed for 100 yards at some point because he ran around a bunch, you know, but he didn't. So, look, I don't like the Giants in this spot. You go to Jacksonville, now you got to go out west. Um, the one thing, the Giants, if I'm not mistaken, they're 5.7 per rush, just like the Chargers, the last tied for last in the league. Kenneth Walker, look what you saw what he did last week. He's going to do that again here. I like Seattle. In fact, Throw them as one of my best bets. Put them in there. I'm going to add another one. I'm going to take Seahawks minus the points. Did you check and see if Princeton has them as a best bet too? Because if, if Seattle was a Princeton best bet, I would hesitate on that. It's just unnecessary. Oh, <laughs> oh, just trying to get revenge. Uh, so, so on on one hand, the Giants keep winning as money line underdogs, and they keep being money line, line underdogs. The market doesn't adjust up. They don't believe in them. They keep saying, I don't believe in you, and they go keep out winning games. I think the Giants are better than what the stats are saying because of their coaching. On the other hand, the Giants-Jacksonville game was minus three, and Seattle's definitely better than Jacksonville. So I, I think you can argue either side of that and say the line isn't right in this. But it's a tough travel spot for the Giants. Um, I agree with you there. The, the Giants defense now last in rush yards for play. It could be another huge Ken Walker game. Um, but Giants haven't let that awful rush defense turn into points allowed so far, as Brinson was saying about how, how many points they've been allowing and how consistently they've not allowed a ton of points. Um, Seattle's defense also not great, but multiple turnovers in the last five games. I don't know if the Giants are going to do that because they protect the ball pretty well. I'm high on both these teams. I want to play both these teams, but you're right about the tough travel spot. My lean is to Seattle, but but I don't want to go against these teams right now. Last week, Geno Smith, possible MVP candidate, beat the Chargers in what the Sunday Night Football Twitter account called the Geno Revenge Tour. Now he gets to face another of his old teams, a team that didn't believe in him. Well, they briefly believed in him when they benched Eli Manning and ruined Eli Manning's consecutive start streak so they can start Geno Smith for a game. You're, re you're, re you're reaching for that one. Okay. I already got my three. I'm fine. I, I knew you wouldn't give it to me. No, I'm not giving you that one. All right. I like Seahawks in the spot. I think the Kenneth Walker look, uh, he was chalky DFS last week. He's going to be chalky again this week. And I like his over – I like the over for his rushing yards. Isn't he Ken now, by the way? We keep calling him Kenneth Walker. I think he's oh, Ken Kenneth. now. Oh, sure. Is that what I he thought he was Ken, and then he came out and said Kenneth. I thought it was the other no, way No, I think it was – I think it was Kenneth, and he became Ken. Because in college, he was Kenneth Walker. Um, 
Seahawks.com has Ken Walker. Yeah, he was Kenneth, and now he's Ken. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Uh, either, whatever he wants, man. Keep 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 smashing. Geno Smith better than Russell guards. Wilson now. What's that? Is Geno Smith better than Russell Wilson? He's been for like three, four. He's like five or six no, weeks. He's been better. I'm talking about the. I'm talking about period. Yes. Would you take? Yeah, no you would one take, take Russell Smith, over Geno right now. You would take Geno Smith as your quarterback for the next three years over Russell Wilson. Yes or no? Three years is a tough one, but I would definitely take Geno Smith for the rest of this year. RJ. Um, I'd probably I, still take Russell Wilson. Can I but... ask? Can I draft somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just want a cheap quarter, cheap rookie quarterback. But give me, give me that and build the team around that. Wait, just, I don't are, want, we, are, we, are we incorporating contract into that? Oh no, contract. You take Gino. Yeah, I mean, I'm yeah, not paying that contract. Um, man, I tell you what, Pete Carroll looks smart. I like the Seahawks here, but not not as the best bet. 49ers at the Rams. 49ers minus one and a half. Over to 43, the Rams have uh, – the 49ers have won seven of the last eight matchups. The lone loss was the NFC Championship game last year. Uh, Jimmy G, first in the NFL in yards per passing attempt, 8.4. Since joining San Francisco, Christian McCaffrey in his first game back, uh, lined up in the backfield 15 times in the slot four times and out wide twice according to next-gen stats. I expect we see him moved all over the place by Kyle Shanahan in this game. Pete, can the Rams shake Kyle Shanahan's dominance over their franchise? No. Even though they're coming off a bye and it's a good spot for them, no. And here's why. Their offensive line is horrendous, and that defensive line will get after them, just like they always do. When they play them, that's what happens. The defensive line dominates. They're going to dominate in this game. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers. are actually one of my best bets. I also have him as the best bet. Pete, Pete nailed it there with the offensive line. They You have two weeks to get healthy off a of bye, but the health isn't going to help that offensive line. They're terrible. Uh, since uh, San Fran's defense will be back in form after getting embarrassed by Kansas City, they're going to take it out on that uh, that offensive line. The Rams' D couldn't stop McCaffrey the last game they played before the bye that was against Carolina. Now, they didn't need to because nobody else in Carolina could do anything, and so they won that game comfortably. But there's a lot more uh, weapons here on offense. Um, you don't need much of an excuse to back Shanahan versus McVay, especially in the regular season. Best bet, San Francisco minus one and a half. I mean, we laid out all the reasons why, and I can't I can't disagree. It is a little weird that the line hasn't moved that much, but it is on the – I mean, you could say the game's on the road for the 49ers, but we've seen that place fill up with 49ers fans the last few uh, last few times they've gone head-to-head. So we got another consensus. Do you want to fade the fade the pod? Back the uh, fade, Cardinals. Fade, fade the losers. Yeah. Hashtag fade the pod. Pete, we need, give it, we need to get a, a, a sound drop of you saying, give me, give me a good loser. You're a loser. <laughs> Billy Cliff and save that, please. All right. Uh, yeah, we all like the uh, 49ers there. Five, oh, two right. Packers at the Bills. Bills minus 11 and a half, over under 47 and a half. This is Sunday Night Football. It was supposed to, in theory, a good game before the season. Uh, this is the first time ever in Aaron Rodgers' career, he will if he, if he closes above 10, he will be a double-digit underdog, uh, according to John Breach. So I'm going to go with it. Packers three-game losing streak is the longest since 2018. They had zero third-down conversions last week, the first time since 1999. The Bills' five-game home home winning streak is the longest in the NFL. Their last uh, six-game winning streak, 1998, really throwing it back to to my high school days. Sean McDermott, similar to Andy Reid, his old old mentor, 5-0 after the bye. Aaron Rodgers only started in Buffalo, came in week 15 of 2014. Completed 40% of his of his passes, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Woof. Pete. Uh, I mean. 
this is a, an enormous number, but I, I'm I would lay it. I'm not. It's not one of my best bets, but I would lay the points. I, there's no way you could take this Packers offense anywhere, anyway, uh, on the road. So back to back road games too. A team coming off a bye, I'll take Buffalo minus points. This line obviously looks like a reaction against how bad the Packers have looked, but next week they are three and a half point favorites in Detroit. Now, if that sounds familiar, Miami is three and a half point favorites in Detroit. So the market is telling you those are even teams, Green Bay and Miami. This line isn't about the Packers. It's about the Bills. And the market thinks that the Bills are just head and shoulders above where teams typically are at this point in the season and that they have no flaws and, and, and they're unbeatable at certain points. I know they've lost a game, but but um, I think this is really about Buffalo. I think the market's overvaluing them a little. They are the best team. They're the best team in my power ratings. I have them as high as I've ever had a team at this point in the power ratings. Wow. I just think that 11 and a half right now is too much against a Packers team that is average, not terrible, average to me based on what the market's saying about their them in comparison to the Dolphins. So my lean is to the Packers plus 11 and a half hate doing it against the bills, but you know, it's prime time. Maybe Aaron Rodgers shows up, whatever. I just think the line's a little too high. It's a, it's a, it's an enormous, it's an, it's an enormous number. I mean, it's a ridiculous, like ridiculous to think that you would like get 11 and a half points with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I honestly, I don't know. I, I thought about it, like my, my gut reaction is like, you give me the points with Aaron Rodgers. Then you're like, man, this, <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. And I don't think I can do it. So um, I'm, I'm going to pass here. I think I would, I think I would lay it with, with Buffalo as, as crazy as that is. But I mean, you're right, RJ. It's a, it's a ton of points. Aaron Rodgers getting 11 and a half. What a world we live in. Finally, Bengals minus three at the Browns over under 46 and a half. Bengals haven't allowed a second half touchdown this season. The first team says the 1934 Lions to do so in seven games. Who would thought we'd have so many 1930s references on this podcast? Uh, Burrow is like really tracking on a on a on a good note right now, playing some awesome football and putting himself in pretty ridiculous uh, historical statistical categories. Pete, does he keep it going against this Browns defense? Yes, he does. Uh, that Browns defense stinks, and. What the Burrow and the gang adjusted to was teams playing off coverage. They've learned how to deal with it. They're more, much more patient. Then they take their shots. And what you saw is what happened last week. That's who they should be. Throw it around. Let all three receivers get involved. Somebody tells Zach Taylor, you throw to score, you run to win. That's exactly the way they have to play. They'll play that way here. Uh, I think they uh, win this game and cover the number. I'll take the Bengals. They lit up a team last week with the worst sack rate in the league. This is this is a better pass rush, even if that defense hasn't played well overall. They have good pass rushers. Um, I think they can get after this offensive line, and, and this offensive line hasn't could could regress a little bit and look closer to what we saw early in the season. Um, I'm not rushing to play the Browns at plus three, but it was three and a half at one point on on Wednesday. So if you can get three and a half, I think in a tough divisional game, um, you know, we're on the road for the Bengals on prime time. I think it's going to be a three point game. So I would look to play Cleveland at three and a half once you get it there. I think we see a big game, Joe Burrow, you know, Monday night football. This guy, he just, he just steps up in big games. He likes, he likes, he likes the stage and he's going to put up big numbers here. I'll take the over 46 and a half. Yes. The sec, uh, certainly a better pass rush, but capable of torching this, this Brown secondary. And I think you'll get Cleveland kind of cranking up the pass rate a little bit as well. Give me the over 46 and a half as a best bet. All right, let's recap the revenge parlay six to one. Not bad. Saints money line, Vikings money line, Commanders money line. That's yours, by the way. Me and me and RJ it's, are not. It's the Will Brinson. It's the Will Brinson revenge parlay. Okay. So I tell the social team to toss it on Instagram. Okay. They still do that. Maybe I'll toss it on Instagram. Pete's best bets: Dolphins, Lions over Commanders with the points. Saints, Texans teaser. 
Vikings laying the points, 49ers laying the points, Cowboys laying the points, RJ's best bets. And Seahawks. I added the Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks. Yeah, thanks. Sorry about that. Hard to get good help around here. Um, just kidding. Billy's great. Debo, he was bad. Get him out. Yeah, see you, Debo. Dolphins, this is RJ's best bets again. Dolphins minus three and a half. Vikings minus three and a half. 49ers minus one and a half. Saints over 49 and a half. Panthers over 41. And a teaser with the Broncos and the Jets. Uh, RJ, you also have two look-ahead lines that we didn't discuss, right? Yeah, you want me to do it now or after you wrap up your picks? Yeah, go ahead, do it now. Yeah, like Minnesota minus two and a half at Washington. We said that the market's underrating Minnesota. I think that continues here. Market must assume Heineke's a big upgrade uh, or the Minnesota's being underrated, which might be the case with that line move we saw. I think the line should be well above three with Washington not having a home field advantage. So I get it now up two and a half. The other one, Seahawks plus three and a half at Arizona. I think Arizona's overrated out, coming out of that game against um, against the Saints, not buying into them. Uh, if Seattle beats the Giants, which it sounds like we're expecting, and Arizona loses to Minnesota, this has got to be plus three tops. And so plus three and a half isn't going to be there. I would get it now. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I like to, those are correlated with that Minnesota Arizona game where if we're correct about that, like these lines should both uh, shift. And now that's everybody, you got to make people wait to get my picks so they can fade them uh, accordingly. Jaguars minus two and a half. These are my best bets. Steelers, Eagles under 43, Patriots minus two and a half, Vikings minus three and a half, Titans minus two, Bengals over 46 and a half, Cowboys, Lions, teaser. That's it. That's the show. Week eight. Can't be worse than weeks one through seven, right? Just kidding. Well, for you, it can't be. That's right. For you, yeah. RJ, RJ stays hot. By the way, if you want all of RJ's picks when he puts them in, sportsline.com slash join. Use promo code white. You get your first month for a buck. Watch Pete on CBS Sports HQ. He's on like 42 times a day. Um, and now I have my – you can go on uh, YouTube and find my um, picks in 60 seconds. I'm sorry. You have a YouTube – your shorts? Are they on – Are they on? You have shorts? They're on, yeah, they're shorts. Are I they on the uh, X6 YouTube or are they uh, on like, HQ? No, uh, they're on HQ YouTube somewhere. I don't know. The social team made me do them. So that I, I do fix in 60 seconds. And here I have to sit here with you for 50 minutes. Hey, we trimmed it down. We made it fast. <laughs> hey, hey. When, when Prisco puts out 60 second clips, they should be called jorts, not shorts. <laughs> I don't wear jorts. Never wear George in my life. You <laughs> adamantly deny that every time. It's fine. It's fine. I never wore George. Ask her fishing shirts. You. Ask her fishing shirts. That's your thing up in North Carolina. That's what you're talking about. All right, we, George. we can talk about this later. And fish belts. I do have a fish. I may be wearing a fish belt right now. <laughs> um, all right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. For Pete, for RJ, I'm Brinson. We will see you guys later. Later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.